to all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders. Welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kirk, episode 65, man. We're back in the building, man, each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Twitch.tv, Forces, Lockdown Divas Sports, simulcasting on YouTube, Lockdown Divas Podcast, and your search engines. I'm your host, Coach Defense. Alongside Coach Kurt, we are back in the building, man, each and every Saturday. And if you miss us live, you can catch on replay on Monday mornings at 11 a.m. on all the popular platforms you get your podcast from. We are here to give y'all the news and the views of yours truly. And Coach Kurt, we are ready to roll, man. There's a lot going on in the media today. Coach Kurt, how's it going out there, brother? How you feeling this Saturday? Man, I'm feeling like Steph Curry, babe. Uh, no, actually, I'm feeling like Clay Thompson, game six. Oh. Give me the rock. I'm yeah. rare form. I'm yeah. going to hit you for 32. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, let's do it, man. Let's yeah, get let's into it. it. Let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So, yeah, uh, the NBA playoffs, as, as he alluded to, is, is rolling. It's rolling. The team has punched their ticket already. As a team, two teams going to get another, yet another game seven. Yep. Which you know makes me nervous, and I ain't even playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, uh, that's a good one. Makes you nervous, and you ain't even playing. Not even playing. It makes me nervous. So right. uh, let's let's get into it, man. Let's start with the reaction NBA news and, and rumors for the NBA. Man, it's another game seven. Yeah, yeah, yep. game seven. We'll get into the Warriors in in their, in their series in a minute, but man, game seven again. Uh, we we witnessed this a week ago. I feel like didn't we talk about this a week ago? We did. We ago. did. It was a bunch of game sevens or two Sundays ago. Yep, yep. Game two. Like, it was uh, Mavs and uh, who else um, was it? Mavs and Suns. So, Mavs and Suns, and then it was the Bucks and Celtics. Right. Yep. So one of those teams are yet again in the news again for a game seven. The Celtics yeah. first this time. So we are a series ahead now in the conference finals, and. Um, it doesn't seem like nobody want to put this away. At least the Celtics don't. <laughs> I mean, the Celtics don't want to seem to put this thing away, man. Right, I don't know what's right. going on. I don't. I don't know if it's just their inexperience that's, that's causing them to have these lapses. Yeah. But I mean, you got to close this out, man. I mean, I, I'm sorry. If you up three two at home, you got to you got to shut the door. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, yeah. I get, I get the Jimmy with nuclear, you know, game six or whatever. But you know, you got to come on with it, man. You got you yeah. got to you got to match his energy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you gotta match his energy, you know, do something about it. But what's your um what's your takeaway from the series so far? And uh what do you think about this, what's gonna happen in this game seven t- tomorrow night? Man, well, you know, we talked about this. Game sevens make I think both of us nervous, right? Because mm-hmm. game sevens are really you don't have to be the best team all series, you just have to be the best team for that game. Correct. Right? Correct. And so um Game sevens are extremely nervous for me. Uh, if if the listeners have been paying attention, you clearly are a Jason Tate a Jason Tatum fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got him as one of the leaders of the young guns, and so uh, you know the Celtics coming out of this would, I think, be your, you know, your favorite. Oh yeah. Um, me looking at this, it's been just a weird series, right? Because First game, Miami came out looking like, you know, uh, uh, bracket busters. You mm-hmm. know, they was on fire. Um, and then this went back and forth. Games you thought Boston should win, Miami's won. Games you thought Miami should win, Boston's won. But in this, game sevens just really make me nervous because uh, it really is not about anything else but being that best team for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so it's been crazy watching this because I would have definitely I, I had my I had Boston kind of gentleman sweep after watching Miami in the first game. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, Jimmy Butler, you know, being the dog that he is coming out, playing at a, at a high level, hitting. I think he hit 40 that first game. Yeah, some um, game, yeah, yeah, he had a, yeah. He had a game that game, too. And so when seeing that, I was like, oh, man, did you know, Miami, you know, hard nose, tough defense, coached by one of the best coaches, maybe the top two coaches in the NBA right now. Um, Miami's going to win this series. But then turning around and seeing Boston show back up, Marcus Smart, of course, Marcus Smart wasn't in the first game, mm-hmm. came back. They won the game, you know, game two. Um and 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 seeing that, I was like, oh well, this is clearly Boston series, right? Mm-hmm. Last game, Jimmy goes for forty-seven. Miami looks like, oh man, they they back. So it's just been an unpredictable uh, series. It's been it's been wild. It's been it's been uh, again. If you're a basketball fan, it's been unpredictable. Uh, but I don't even know how to call this one, man. It's, it's one of those I'm on the edge of my seat um, because I don't know which way it's going to go. Uh, I think Boston, because when you look at health, I think Boston is the healthiest overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would lean that Boston should, if we base it off health, uh, be the favorite. But again, Jimmy Butler dropping 47. I know he's had the knee issue that kept him out the one game, but you definitely know Jimmy Butler is going to be there. I don't think Tyler Hero is going to play. Uh, you know, yeah, he's that had that, yeah, yeah he's had that groin injury. And mm-hmm. I can't say Tyler's really been the Tyler Hero of last year, kind of the difference maker. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor Oladipo, though, I'm going to say this Victor Oladipo is an X factor. I'm not going to say from a scoring per, uh, perspective. I'm going to say from, and, and if you've been watching the podcast, I'm the intangible. You know, I look at intangibles, mm-hmm. the things that you don't see on the score sheet. And Victor Oladipo, went, you know, in three games, he has been a difference maker um, in what he's done. Now, he's been a former number two pick. He's had, uh, you know, he's had some injuries that's kept him from being the person. When mm-hmm. he was at Indiana, he was ascending to be that type, that type of player, uh, mm-hmm. but he was injured, right? So he's now he's coming off as off the bench. And yes, you may not see um, high scoring from him, but we know he can. But mm-hmm. what he has done defensively, what he has done in tan with the intangibles, has really made a difference for the Miami Heat. So, um, man, to answer your question, it's been crazy. And I really don't know how to call it because it's a game seven. And I can't say um, when looking at the game seven that it could go one or the other way. I really don't know, right? Right. I do know that to me personally, if Boston wins, it's a more favorable game against uh, um, Golden State mm-hmm. if Boston wins. If Miami's win, if Miami wins, as we were saying in pre in pregame, if Miami wins, it's not going to be a long series. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a very long series at all. 
So right. uh, I think Boston gives uh, – they match up better against Golden State. But it's just been a crazy series, man, watching this. It has been good basketball because you really don't know. I've been mm -hmm. watching for the intangibles and haven't been able to tell. You know, it's really been – I had to watch the game to right. see who was going to win. But it's been good basketball. Um, and I'm just – I'm interested to see if Jason Tatum, the young gun, shows up or if Jimmy Butler, the vet, the seasoned uh, elder statesman mm -hmm. shows up and 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 leans on Boston and ends up pulling, um, you know, an old card out of his hat and wins this game. Because I think if if Jimmy Butler drops thirty, Miami wins. Oh. But my Boston has Jalen and Jason Jason Tatum, and this would be a game where you will see. Jalen go for 28 to 30 mm -hmm. and then Jason Tatum go for 34 to about 38. And if mm -hmm. that happens and Marcus Smart can give you 15, um, Boston wins, but they're back in Miami. Yeah. That, that matters. Yeah. 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 Matter, so. What's your thoughts on this, this well, series? Well, I mean, like I said, I'm with you right there. It's, this series has been, it's been, um, Although it's it's again it just has been a, a crazy interesting and weird series, but yeah, you know, I feel like you know it felt like it's kind of what we said about it in the pregame as well is that it, I think the inexperience of Boston's kind of led led to this series going longer than it should have. Yeah, you look at it like this: like in a, in the first three games, that so three games you got that that's twelve quarters. Am I correct? My yep. math. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so uh, <laughs> we man, both had to say like, hold on, now, twelve. <laughs> I feel like Sanford is on right. eight divided by two, yeah. carried to five. Yeah, twelve right quarters. Twelve quarters. I want to say that that Boston has probably won uh, eleven. Yes, quarters, you know yes, that is that is an accurate stat out yeah. of out of all the so out of six games, mm -hmm. um, Miami has won two quarters out of six games. Right. So so with that being said, you know you would think there should be a clear you know walk off for Boston, right? Right, but, you know, but they do things and they fall on these laws where they let Miami stick around, hang around, yes. you know, and and you, instead of instead of sticking a knife in them and just getting them out of there, yeah. you know, so they 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 give me pause by doing that. But again, it might lend to the inexperience because this is far, this is as far as anybody on this team has gotten, including Al Horford. Like everybody yes. on the team hasn't gotten to the to the cusp of the NBA Finals to the level of a Game Seven, and right. you know they've gone to the Conference Finals, Tatum and Brown. But mm -hmm. you know, but it's smart. But they haven't gone anywhere past that. Like they, it's typically gotten ugly for them in the conference finals. Right. Right on the cusp of taking that next leap, and it's just, I guess, it just, it just, it's just a uh, a matriculation process. You just got to go through mm -hmm. it. You got to go through those bumps and bruises. So I'm mm -hmm. hoping, you know, I'm hoping that they take care of business tomorrow night. That's what I'm hoping. You know, I'm hoping right. for again for the for the for my for my bold take of of Jason Tatum being the next next dude, that next guy. Right. You know, and for the fact that I think, like you to you to your point. That Boston will give go to say a much better go, a much better series right. than Miami will, because Miami's banged up. You know, Truly. he will get no better without mm -hmm. rest. You know, he gonna get no rest coming having to turn around and play a, a, the first game on Wednesday. Right. So you know the likelihood of him being uh, available. You know, he might be available at some point, but he you know he's not gonna be the same person. You know, I mean, and groins are always ish, iffy. Yes. Injuries are iffy. Period. So you know, we don't know if he'll ever be hundred percent. You know, how much he's gonna be able to give them. You know, right. and they and they were honestly and truly, you know, been been really basketball and you know offense anemic outside of Jimmy Butler. 
right. you know, Rico Oladipo just yes, been giving you a lot of energy, a lot of those intangibles, a lot of dirty work, but in being a really good defensive player, but he hasn't been doing a lot of scoring. Yeah. Um, you know, PJ Tucker hasn't given you much. Um, Duncan Robinson's a defensive liability, so they can't leave him on the floor for so long. <laughs> you know, Bam out of body was completely utterly disappeared. And I got that thing that has a lot to do with Robert Williams. Can Robert- we can we can we put an APB out for Bam? He had you know, you he know, had, what game three? No, he scored you know, 30. Nope, 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 nope. You don't have to put an APB out on him. You know why? I know where right. he is. So we put an APB <laughs> out on him. Yeah, you don't know where he is. I know exactly right. where he is. Where in, is he? He's where in Robert is Williams' he? pocket. Robert Williams' pocket is where he is. Clearly. There is no there's no mystery about where he is. I know exactly where he is. Is he holding he's holding Robert Williams' pocket? Yes. He's holding his pocket. <laughs> yeah. He's on the strong boy. He's got a oh, death yeah. grip on it. He's not leaving it. He know what happens to him. He know the pillows he is going to leave that pocket. Yes. <laughs> so yes. This is the pocket. You you out here get back in. <laughs> you are out of yes. pocket, sir. You yes. need, need to get clearly back in. Out of pocket, man. He's yes. clearly out of pocket because mm. he had that one game, and since then, and, man, and, where has he been? Think about, think about it. When was that one game he had that was good? When Grant Williams wasn't there. No, Robert Williams wasn't there. I mean, Robert Williams. Yeah, Robert Williams was not playing. That's the yes. only good game he's had. And when Robert Williams showed back up, he got right, <laughs> right back in the pocket. <laughs> I hold your pocket, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's exactly. Because I, I was like, I was like, damn, why Bam not scoring? Exactly. And I, and I see why I see Robert Williams lurking around. I say, oh, that's why. On one leg. On one leg. Yeah. On he's, one leg. That's another thing. He's hurt. So that's another thing. Yes. Still, Symbolically, I wanted the Celtics to win because Robert Williams made a big sacrifice for this team. Oh man, without a they, doubt, they brought him back early off that meniscus tear. Yeah, you know, and he's been, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup, but he's trying to be giving them as much as he possibly can. Yeah, uh, you know, as a, as as being a defensive presence in that defense in the offense right. or that team right. period. But he's not well, not so at all. I, I would I would for just for the, I'm not saying they can absolutely positively win the title, but they need to at least get to the finals for his sake. Oh yeah, without a doubt, oh, man. Because he he put a, he put a, he put his long term health on the line. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's gonna need another surgery at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been a true warrior, man, to play oh, on man, that on that meniscus yeah, tear. Yeah, he's been a dog, so he yeah. they need to at least make it to the finals for his sake. Right. You know, so right. I'm hoping I'm hoping against hope that they in Miami. You know, not not to say they can't win in Miami because they won two games on Miami's floor now. Let's yep. let's put that playing. Yep. So, but also, but they won two games on Boston's floor. So you know, that, there's that. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I just hope this is my this is my hope for the game seven mm-hmm. that we have a clean game. Ref stay okay. the hell out of it, you know, <laughs> and just let them play and right. let the right. team that day win. And if you ain't hitting, you go home. If you hit, yep. you go home. And I but I still believe because the Boston is so dominant defensively, mm-hmm. I think the team is going to have to have a forty burger or more for them to win. Because the thing about like this, if he doesn't have every bit of that forty seven, they still lose that game last night. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. he, every. Uh, Every point up to 47, they he, need it. He, exactly. So I feel like if he don't do something similar to that, or if he don't have a, a running mate to come along with him, yeah, Boston like still win. But again, I'm hoping for just for simple entertainment, simple mm-hmm. sports coverage, my own personal bias for Jason Tatum. <laughs> I'm hoping that Boston wins. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. But yeah. you know, is anybody's ballgame? That's why game sevens make me nervous. I had to live through a game seven in 2010 against the Celtics when the Lakers played them for they, you know, for that uh back-to-back title. Right. And it, it was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> so True. as a fan. So I know that anybody's a Boston Celtics fan is is nobody. But you, I mean, mm-hmm. again, 
if they live through it, they make it through it, then they can, they, it's a badge of honor and they can finally understand what it means and what it takes to start to really close people out and get, you know, a forward to the next round. But right. overall, man, like I said, I'm hoping against hope because I just, I just don't think Miami matches so well against the Warriors at all. No, no, so, I agree with that. I really feel like that's going to be an ugly matchup, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the ratings. <laughs> you know, one of the games, and it's going to be a, a blowout in, in Golden State because Golden State has home court no matter who plays, right? Um, who they play, so they're going the first two games in Golden State. So they're going to beat. They're going to beat the brakes off them, you know, especially to come off a short rest. And and, and the people are like, well, I'm out. Uh, in the USFL <laughs> game, on, when, when, is, when is training camp start? Right. And yeah. I will say, speaking of that, this is a quick plug. USL, USFL games are not bad to watch. They're not. They're hard to catch because it's they typically around times when you're doing stuff. Right. But like you can catch a game. Yeah, I agree with you. I yeah. I even watch my highlights on YouTube. Yeah. Just, you know, another shameless plug that you know that you know that if I want to see some you know what happened in the game, I, I got to check it out. I got to check some highlights out. Yeah. So it's a couple. In, it's a couple of former NFL players that are over mm -hmm. there. Terrence Williams that. Former um, Dallas Cowboy wide receiver yep. is playing. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of NFL players that are over there, and it's been some really good uh, football. I watched Birmingham. Mm -hmm. um, I watched Michigan, and mm -hmm. it's really to give kudos to USFL. It's good football right now, especially being that we're in training camp. It's been good football, so kudos yeah. to USFL. Yeah, so I hope that's something they can sustain and yeah. maybe be a gateway for people to get some looks in the league as well. So yep. we'll yep. see. I, mean, I don't know how that turnaround is going to be because they're playing all the way up until training camp, you know, uh, NFL training camp. So that's a lot of wear and tear. Right. You know, it's hypothetically, let's say they, they want to bring Terry's wings back and he's been right. playing this whole time and he's going to have to turn around and go right to training camp. Like there's no offseason. Hey, you know, he, he's in shape. You can say that. That's true. <laughs> he may not yeah. be healthy, but he be yeah. he's in shape though. Right. That's for sure. That's for yeah. sure. But yeah. So, but yeah, getting back on topic, man. You know, so we can move on to uh, talking about the uh, uh, Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Um. So, what was your takeaways from that uh, and that series, and and what do you what did you think overall holistically about that series and how it went? Uh, wasn't shocked, right? Um, mm -hmm. And here's what's scary. Golden State hasn't played their best basketball yet. Mm. That's what's scary. Mm. Um, Golden State still looks like they're figuring it out, right? They're like they really haven't put the whole package together. And that's mm. crazy to say that they have done what they've done and still haven't played their best game. <laughs> yeah. um, it also showed, and I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. It showed that Dallas needs a legitimate, consistent, keyword consistent, number two, right? Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. a off the bench. And I give Dinwiddie credit. You know, he showed up. But they need a consistent number two, right? Agreed. Um, mm -hmm. But Golden State, man, here, here's the thing. I give – I first, I'm going to give Mark Jackson – a lot of credit that has been overlooked of what he did to prep Golden State. It reminds me of Tony Dungy for Tampa Bay, and then John Gruden reaped the, the fruits of the labor. Mm. Um, Mark Jackson did that for Golden State and who they drafted, who they put together, getting that nucleus together. And then Steve Kerr came in and kept it going. Um but Jordan Poole showing up, Andrew Wiggins getting there, um, mm -hmm. and being the the difference maker 
against Luca, right? Being able to play uh, and score um, against against Dallas and seeing that being a a dominant ball dominant pause um player is cool mm-hmm. until you see a team that says hey we understand you're going to get yours it's tried and true you're mm-hmm. going to get yours luca but who else is going to show up for you and the thing about golden state is steph can be off you got to worry about clay clay mm-hmm. can be off jordan Poole has showed he can show up mm-hmm. jordan Poole is off andrew wiggins showed in mm-hmm. against Dallas, that mm-hmm. he can show up, and Draymond is just going to be the engine for everything, right? right? And when you name, when you can go four across the board, they're gonna drop 20 30 in any given night. Oh man, Golden mm-hmm. State is just and, and then the thing is, is there any other player at, at his at his stature that is in better shape and that can wear you down beyond Steph, right? People mm. can say about Steph and haven't won a in uh, uh, MVP, but here's the thing: Steph takes your best defender and makes them extremely tired, yes. and 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 takes that offensive ability away from them. Because he, Steph is Steph reminds me of what Reg, Reggie Miller used to do to defenders, right? Because he comes off pick and rolls, he comes off high screens, he runs baseline, and mm. so. If you have an offensive player that's having to guard Steph, mm-hmm. his legs are gone, right? And the thing about Luca, um, Luca is a great player, but he's so dominant with the basketball. The thing is, if you say we're gonna play, we're gonna let Luca get his, but we're gonna take away the other four players. That's that showed up. That's the Jordan. Yeah. That's what they did to Jordan before he got Pippen. Yeah. That's exactly what they, did to they just said, well, Jordan gonna score, you know, 25 to 30. We'll let him have that. And then we're gonna score 25 to 30 more as a team. The rest of the people are not gonna beat us, and that's how we're gonna defeat you every single time. And it worked for yeah. a little while to the point where Jordan realized, like, look, we gotta find somebody else because clearly somebody else gotta be a consistent number two, just like you said, that in order for them to be able to keep the pressure off him and not double team him or let him just let him go do what he do, and everybody else will just you know be shut down from there for the most part. So that particular uh, ideology has, has essentially worked. You yeah. know, because I, although I think Andrew Wiggins made it difficult for, for Luca in stretches, he didn't stop him. No. You know, overall, I mean, it's hard to do that in the way he, he runs uh, his offense, you know, how he runs his offensive game. So right. that, was, that that lends to the idea that, you know, you just have to make it difficult for him and, you know, you know, make him work for it. Yeah. You know, because he's had, you know, he's had 30, 40 point games, you know, in back to back games. So yet again, he has, he can't be the only one doing it. And right. it, it might lend to the idea that he only one that really can do it. You know, and, and stretches because you know it, it's it's a faith thing. You know, you get into these situations where you keep, you know, driving, creating, and, and giving the ball to your teammates, and they just miss the shots. Right. You know, right. I feel like that's what happened to them. And I feel like it was Game Three. Mm-hmm. You know, Game Three they were in Dallas, mm-hmm. and 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 they had every opportunity to uh to beat the Warriors because the Warriors weren't playing well early on. Right. And the fact that they simply couldn't hit a shot. Right. Just couldn't hit a shot. So that was the issue. You know. You know, Luca probably would have had twenty assists. Had he, start, had he knocked down any even half the shots that they missed? Right, right. So, you know that 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 lends to the idea that well, you know, what do you do as Luca? Like on one hand, I can score at will necessarily, but I want to get my teammates involved. But if they're not hitting shots, and we got to stay in the game, right? I just got to go and get mine, and then with, with, just let the chips fall where they may. And they right. lost that game. 
you yeah. know, wars hung around and they were able to stick close enough to them until they started to pick their offense up. And guess what? They turned the tie to the lead and they never looked back. Yeah. At that point, it was 3-0, you know, so they, they you know, they had that, uh, you know, topsy-turvy game, you know, uh, on on uh, game four that was was literally right behind the whole Uvalde shooting thing. So that right. was that was a weird dynamic. I mean, you, right. it shouldn't happen in your same state as y'all. And then, you know, Steve Kerr had his moment at the podium. So, right. So, so you, you know, just you just kind of give, you know, kind of give a mulligan to that aspect of it. And then they come right back in game five and get a job done. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's and that's the crazy part. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You can go when you can go four players in and that's and a that's, that's a lot, a lot man. That's a lot. That's and, you know, you know, Clay Thompson's going to be good for one. And he <laughs> proved it again. Now, mm-hmm. normally he's. He's six, uh, game six, Clay, right? Hey. But he game five. Yeah. He was leading scorer. He drops uh-huh. thirty, I think thirty-two. Couldn't miss, Mm-mm. right, at all. Mm-mm. And so when that happens, and especially the long range, you you can't you can't guard that when Clay is coming off spot shooting, uh, uh, setting up in his position, and he's knocking down. Big shots. Every time you feel like, okay, we're getting closer, here comes Clay with another dagger, right? He drops another three. He comes off the pick and roll. He hits the mid-range. Golden State is showing, when healthy, they're probably the best team in basketball because the way they play, the way they give and go, the Mm -hmm. way they swing the basketball. And then when you have the, without a doubt, the best backcourt, Shooters, oh, yeah, that's 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 not a question. Shooters, that's right? Not, that's not something you even argue. Argue, mom, about that. I we're not gonna argue that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that's you want to argue, argue with your mama because we're yeah, not gonna talk about we're that. Not, we're not doing that, right? And now Jordan Poole is getting in, coming into his own, right? Mm-hmm. As another long range sniper that they have, man. And then Andrew Wiggins being athletic, finding his home in Golden mm-hmm. State, being the player that was drafted extremely high. Um, and this is without even Gary Payton, right? And they're going um, to get him back too. That's a and they're going to get him back as an athletic guard who's Thank a great you. defender, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. crazy. That looking at this team, um, and then the young the young person that was a great defender, his name escapes me right the now. Lisa. But he, the Lisa? yeah, he showed up right, just he like where did he well. come from? He guarded Luca well in that last game. Oh man, marvelous, mm-hmm. marvelous. Yeah. So my biggest takeaway is. We, we, we saw what Golden State is. Golden mm-hmm. State proved who they was going to be. And and I don't think we was ever in doubt. I know we said this last podcast that, hey, don't let Dallas hang around. And I guess they heard us. They heard you because sure, you definitely broke that news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't let them hang around. Yeah, no, yeah, the longer this goes, the more detrimental it is to Golden State. And they did not play around. When yes. they won the game three, I was like, dang, Kurt was right. I said, they're going to get this over ASAP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, and like, now you're giving Gary Payton that time they can rest, yes, right, and yes. heal up uh, because I think they play again tomorrow. Wednesday. 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 So now, okay, and so now you're giving Golden State even more time to let Gary Payton mm-hmm. get healthy, right, come off yeah. that elbow injury, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, kudos, uh, not kudos, uh, condolences to the shooting that happened in Texas and that that situation that was terrible. Um Steve Kerr was extremely, extremely uh focused and emotional. 
Um, but that was just that was a lot, right? That was heavy for Golden State at that time. Mm-hmm. And Steve Kerr said, "Hey, there's nothing I can tell you right now that's going to be different. We're mm-hmm. going to play. Go- Dallas is going to play. Basketball is basketball." I think that was just an emotional moment mm-hmm. um, at that time, right? But after that, Golden State did what Golden State does. So, man, it's going to be difficult for any team, Boston or Miami, uh, in this game. Uh, in this NBA championship, but I definitely say uh, if Miami shows up, um, pull your popcorn out because this is not going to last long. Yeah, don't blink it. I might miss it. <laughs> blink it, you might miss it. Yeah, yeah. And I, know, and I will say this. I, I know I know. we normally, you know, when uh, things really uh, uh, positive or uh, negative happen, you know, we speak on it. Um, but when it comes to that Texas shooting, man, I, I, I'm very – I'm still highly – emotional about it yeah you know i i'm just i'm not ready no speak on it you know and we're gonna leave that be right now so i just i just let it be but i I agree with you definitely um you know our thoughts and minds are with the the families that have Mm -hmm. that. but but like everybody's been saying this been talking about this um since it happened you know you know prayer thoughts and prayers are not helping right thoughts and prayers are not helping something needs to be done and i'm gonna leave it at that yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, going, we're not we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Nah, I might speak about <laughs> that in my pocket, something like that. But right now, no. Yeah, it's very as a, as a father, it's very very triggering for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. In, but I'm right there with you when it comes to the Warriors. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, this is what I envisioned, and that's I spoke about this on this show and in my podcast about what this team could be. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was concerned because of them not being able to play in long stretches together. You know, it's kind of like that net situation a couple of years ago. Right. They just never honestly truly been on the court together. And mm-hmm. that leads to your point about the fact that they are still figuring it out. They haven't played their best basketball yet, which is scary. Right. You know, if you get all the way to the NBA Finals, you're not playing your best basketball. That That is disheartening to anybody you play. <laughs> That's disheartening. Like, like you, why are we showing up right now? Right. right. You can tell me that these jokers ain't playing well and they still beating people. Right, like yeah, so no, and then Western Conference. Let's be honest, Western Conference is a tougher area. Yes, you know, just lend to the records that they had. I'm mean, again, they were the third seed, and they still got a better record than the first two seeds in the East. That tells you a lot. Tells, tells you a lot. lot. Tells you a lot. So, yeah. um, again, you know, they again, this team mm-hmm. is what I envisioned that, that I hoped that they would be at the beginning of the season. Because I know mm-hmm. we talk about them and the Suns. Like I think we both agree that did the Warriors if they if they came together properly and got healthy. That them and the Suns would meet each other in the finals, you know. But the Suns kind of they put a they put the Clippers on us, you know. We expected the Clippers and right. Lakers to be there a couple of years ago, and the, and the Clippers didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Right, the they hold up the end of the bargain, you know. So they we got the Mavs instead, but but yeah, I, I'm I, it's kind of scary. Like, but again, you know, if they're not if they're just hitting their stride, and they're gonna get Gary Payton back. Then something's gotta play them. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it again. Something's got to be the ones. Like the basketball gods have to understand. Right, right, right. Something's need to win Game Seven and go to the finals because if Miami goes to the finals, oh man, oh come on now. Team at, at the at the at the rate that they're playing right now. Oh come they on. They don't have home court. No. You can kiss the baby. No, kiss the baby. <laughs> you can kiss bless the baby. It, bless no. the children. Bless the children right it now. It is over. It is over. Kiss Let's the baby. Kiss. It's over. Kiss the it's baby. It's over. It's a wrap. If it goes five, that's generous. And it is. You just being nice. Like, <laughs> yes. you know why I went five? Because they want to close it on their floor. That's all right. the reason. That's, that's the, the only reason. The only reason why. The we'll only reason. And let you win one just to say you got a, you got your ticket sales for game four. Yep, the game so they five, can get back to they can get back to San Francisco. And yeah. there you go. Close it out and go to stay in the new arena. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah, yeah. You mean, oh my god, I just <laughs> Miami, my I'm sorry, Miami yeah. fan. Yeah, I, I, we love y'all, but it ain't looking good. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't do not buy tickets. Do not buy tickets. Listen, Miami fans are too distracted because you to game you, six. Listen. Do not buy if Miami makes it. Do not buy tickets to game six. <laughs> you right. won't make it to game no, six. You will need a refund. <laughs> you will need a refund. It's not coming yeah. back to Miami. For Roll six. that into the regular season 2023. There you go. <laughs> right. Because you do not, not buy, do no, not expect no. to be in South I don't Beach. Care how cheap it is. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. So yeah. so get into the last topic that we that we talked about in uh in uh, in this particular segment. So you know, we have we probably have to wait till next week to do a what's next for who. Hopefully the heat. <laughs> Hopefully it's a what's next for the heat. Right. But there's only one eliminated team technically right now. So right. I don't want to do a what's next for the Celtics. I really don't. So let's let's pray. Let's pray for the Celtics winning, right? So but right. when it comes down to the net to the Mavs, so what do we feel like is next for, for the Mavs? What do they need to do to get back? Oh man, they just got they got to bolster their roster. Clearly, they have, uh, if not the face of international basketball, if he's not the face, he's definitely top two. Well, him and Giannis, yeah, Giannis. Yeah. So you know what? He's the second face yes. of international yeah, basketball. I will not say. No. I will not go against the fifty piece king, right. uh, Chick Fil A king himself, Giannis. I will not commit blasphemy, oh. blasphemy tonight against Giannis, but. Um, Giannis and clearly Luca are top two when it comes to international players Absolutely. that are making an impact in the NBA. So we know Luca is is a dog, right? Mm -hmm. He's clearly shown that he has that. Um, in the words of Enter the Dragon, not Enter the Dragon, the Last Dragon, he has that glow. Yeah, yeah. They're now, right. who is going to be that next player? I was shocked. Um, because I really think Tim Hardaway Jr. is a very solid, strong yes. player. I think, I think that if they had him, they would have been better off. Right. I think right. They Warriors, but right. I think they would have been better off if they had him. Because I think yes. he's good. He's a good, I want to say a good number three. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. He's a good number three. Spencer mm -hmm. Dinwiddie, um, I think is solid, right? Yeah. He's shown up a couple streaky. times. Yeah, he's, streaky. he's streaky, he's yeah. streaky. So I really think Dallas has to look at their roster and get a solid starting number two. Okay. You, can't, you can't have a player coming off the bench because, again, they have to get warmed up. They have to get into the game, the flow of the game. And by that time, depending on how the game is gone, it could really – it could put you behind uh, the curve, right? Mm -hmm. It could put you – it could put you a little uh, – uh, it could put you lower – to climb the hill and make it more difficult. They mm -hmm. really need a starting player that can be the Robin to Batman, who is Luca, right? Okay. I think Jason Kidd, um, now at Dallas, he's seasoned. He's went through his, his coaching. I think he's in his bag and understanding as a coach. We all know what Jason Kidd was as a point guard, right? Um, but now he's a coach, right? Mm -hmm. He's a coach mm -hmm. that's figured it out, I think. I mm -hmm. think he's a great coach for Dallas. I think he understands. Uh, he's proven that he gets it. It's just now they really need to look at that roster and figure out what 
they need to do to get a GAN, a solid starting number two. Because with that, somebody to take the pressure off Luca to give him faith that he doesn't have to carry the full offensive uh, 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 load mm. of Dallas would help. We know Luca's a now. I hate to say this. I I hate to say this, but let's be honest. Luca's a Luca is a liability when it comes defensively. Truth. Truth. He is going to make. Um, he's going to play chess, chess and look for check checkmate offensively mm-hmm. right i mean step back mid-range um uh, all at the rim, uh, rim. rim. luca mm-hmm. clearly you can see that him playing against grown men as a young player mm-hmm. he's beyond his years with basketball iq mm-hmm. um as a as a player and offensive look man he's a dog right he gives you he has he has maximum swag as a player right now. I think he's okay. went to a couple. He's in Dallas. He's uh-huh. went to a couple black strip. All right clubs. here is my what? group of goats. Yeah, he's went to a couple black strip clubs. I'm telling you, he's been front and center. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about. He didn't put the credit card. He didn't tip drill a couple. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't had. He didn't had vodka and cranberry juice when it's 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 more vodka than cranberry juice. All right. right. I'm telling you, Luca is that type of dude, right? right. Um, he is the basketball version of Joe Burrow, if that okay. makes any sense. It, yeah, but, you know, that had, you know, that, had that had that unusual swag for you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. For cool, you, our European brothers. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Cool, cool, cool hand Luca. Yeah, and, 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 I like and, that. It, I like yeah. that. Cool hand, Luca. Luca. Dallas, if you start using that, pay royalties because you heard it first. Podcast needs royalties. Cool hand, Luca, and yeah. Joe Cool. So, yeah, yeah I'm with you yeah. there. I'm with you there. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I get so, it. Um, again, I think Dallas is right there on being able to create noise, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to it. They just need a solid starting number two i think they have a solid coach yeah mm-hmm. they have a solid offensive player that is a superstar mm-hmm. they now need a robin to cool hand luca yeah. that can not only play the the second person yeah but can pick up where luca is deficient and if they get that i'm telling you dallas dallas is in a great position. Luca is going. Luca will not leave Dallas for years right now because Mark Cuban will make sure to break oh, the bank. Oh, yeah. Listen, he he's back, back on the brink struck to keep Luca. Oh man, oh Luca, Luca swimming in. You know what I'm saying? He's probably he's Drew probably McDuck. butt naked at Mark Cuban's estate right now. He's like oh man, Scrooge McDuck used to swim through his money. Oh man, oh yeah, he's man, through his money. Yeah, Luca's that's, not that's leaving Dallas right. Now. I don't even know how old Luca is, but I can tell you this: he's under 25. I oh, think he's, he's like 24. He's not leaving before he's 34. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah, so that's that's my take. Dallas is right there. Dallas is gonna make some noise, and Dallas is gonna be one of those teams that you can't sleep on, right? But that's listen, mm-hmm. listen, this is crazy. You got Golden State, you have Phoenix, but mm-hmm. Phoenix, when it comes to young teams, yeah. you got Memphis and Dallas. They uh, nip it. Don't forget my don't forget my nuggets and nuggets. Listen, yeah. 
if they was in the other conference, uh-huh. lights out. Oh, it'd be dominating. Lights, be dominate. out. Yeah, lights be dominate. out. Lights mm-hmm. out. Lights out. But what's your what's your take on Dallas and what they need to do coming up? I mean, the, the obvious ticket they definitely need a uh, consistent number two. And I think yeah. I, hit me out. Hit me out when I say this. This is a bit of a hot take, but it's not far fetched. Hot take. Hot take. That they need two things, but they can almost solve it with with one person. Okay. They need a, a number two, right? Which nationally most likely will be on the wing, right? But okay. if you get Hardaway Jr. back, you keep Jalen Brunson. You kind of got your perimeter guys. True. They True. can they can they could do themselves a really good solid because they need a rim protector too. Mm-hmm. They, need a, they need a they need an athletic big. Okay. You need an athletic big and and a, and a number two. Then you can almost solve that problem with one person. DeAndre Aiden. Thank you. Thank you. And we didn't even talk about it. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. We didn't talk about, we didn't utter a word about it. No. You, exactly what I was, I was you exactly you picking up what I was putting down. Yeah. Yep. Exactly what I was putting down. So yep. I picked up the lunch pail. I knew what go. you was packing. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So that that particular person can give you a rim protector. Yep. A legit number two score. Yep. And athletic big that can guard smaller players. Mm, that's he's been doing it since he's been there. Since he's been in Phoenix. So that will solve all your problems. And if you can put Luka Doncic on with DeAndre Ayton and that team Mm, again. That's good. That's that's good. Very formidable. That's good. Very formidable. So I will watch out for that because, again, DeAndre Ayton still doesn't have a contract with the Phoenix Suns yet. Mm. And it's going to be rough kind of trying to pay him top dollar. And I'm sure – I'm sure that even if he's a restricted free agent, Dallas can match whatever Phoenix is going to pay him. That's good. That's so good. I see, where you, I see where you went with that one. That's a good one. That's a good take. That's a good take. Because he could opt to just go to Dallas and play with Luka versus playing running back with the Suns. Mm-hmm. You can look at that from that perspective, too, because they're younger. Well, they bought as young as, as, as Phoenix is. It's outside of Chris Paul. You know, but we all know that Chris Paul's not on that team. That team is different. You yeah. know, so Chris Paul retires in the next two years. Yep. He looked at it long term like, I'm still young. I can me and Luca can be in lockstep for years. You know, I mean, I'm I'm early 20s, he's early 20s. We can run this uh, this two-man game for years. So yes. if you look yeah. at it long term, that makes works out better for him than staying in the things with Booker. True. So true. All depends on what he wants. And is he really truly happy in Phoenix? That's another question you have to ask. Mm, I don't think he is. I don't think he don't is think either. He is. So I think that we could be at some contentious moments in the offseason. We're going to have to wait and see. But I got a feeling that could be a story or topic. And remember, we broke it here first. We broke we it here first. We so, did. Yeah. Give us our credit. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So I think that that's what they need. They can do two. They can get they can get it out of two players. They can find themselves a number two wing or, or an athletic big man, a Robert Williams style of player. Because Robert Williams in the score. But damn, if he's not a great Defender um from one through five, you know, athletic, long, rangy, and and and, and can block shots like it's nobody's business. So mm-hmm. you get somebody of that ilk and you get another a legit two, no matter what position you get it from outside of Lucas' position, then you're, you're cooking with gas. But DeAndre Hayden solves your problems in more than one way if you decide to pick him up. So that's my take. Right. That's my take. So yeah. That's a good take. That's I like that. I like that. I hope I hope Dallas is listening because I really think. Pairing Luca, and I did not know, and not true enough until this last series, I really hadn't looked at how tall Luke is. I did not know Luca was six seven. I thought he was six eight. Six eight. So pairing him with a DeAndre Ayton yeah. starting role. Oh man, that's think about that's starting think about starting lineup. You got you got Brunson. Actually, I will bring Brunson on the bench. You got you got Hardaway Jr., Finney Smith, Luca, 
Aiton, and um, I don't know who would be the fifth person. I mean, if you if you want to go four guards, you can go you can go Brunson, Luca, uh, Finney Smith, Hardaway, and Aiton. Oh man, that's that's formidable. Come on, Come on. Formidable me. Come on, you making noise now? You're yep. making noise. That's, yep. that's a good lineup. That's a that good is. lineup. That is, and a, and a year older and a year more together. Oh, come on, man! Chase the kid system. Yeah, I think that works perfect. Come on. What would you? Let me ask this. Okay. What would you say if KD went to Dallas? Ugh. Ugh. How would that look? Hell, I mean, if you want to say like, let's hypothetically take KD takes a pay cut and it get Aiden and KD. We're just gonna leave that there. <laughs> We're just gonna leave that there. I don't see I don't see Brooklyn in two years looking the same. They're not, but they're not gonna be the same. They might not be the same after this season because we got this is something we can talk about next week about what, what KD and Kyrie you know got going on in, in Brooklyn. But yes, yeah, it's some definitely they, they might not look the same after this year. Who knows? Right. Who knows? So yeah, that's that's a moment. That's a moment as well. So yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our NFL segment. We're going to get into our uh, divisional breakdown of NFC East. Okay. We'll be right back in a minute 30. Lockdown Defense family, Coach Defense here, reminding you that the Lockdown Defense podcast comes to you each and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also iHeartRadio. Here lately, the YouTube page has been taken off. So if you subscribe to that, if you have not, turn your notification bells on so you never miss an upload to the channel. The Lockdown Divas podcast comes to you each and every week, breaking down the news and views of yours truly, giving you heavy-hitting content, educated opinions on the NFL, NBA, Lakers, and Chargers news as well, my home's base squads. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for edgy, real opinions and news of the popular world of sports look no further than the lockdown davis podcast also if you're looking for me in between podcasts follow me on any all of, any and all of my social media platforms uh lockdown defense sports for instagram and twitch on twitter it's lockdown defense and as I actually had a bonus if you want to get in and get some questions answered in our mailbag send me a dm on any of those platforms or you can email me at lockdown sports at gmail.com uh, get those questions in any time between now and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time each and every week to be eligible to be on the show. The Lockdown Divas Podcast, once again, each and every uh, Tuesday, 10 a.m. on all platforms we get your podcast from. So please tune in, subscribe, and turn your notification bells on so you know exactly when we go live. Now back to the show. All right, so we are in our segment for news and views and the reaction for the NFL. Yep. So uh, quickly, some late breaking news here. Uh, looks like David Njoku uh, got his money. Uh, he had he got sell. paid, baby. He got paid. So let, I mean, let's just take a quick gander at this Browns team, right mm-hmm. now. You know, there's still some questions about whether or not Deshaun is going to play this year or half the season, the quarter of the season he's going to be out. But this right. roster is 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 shaping up to be something to behold. You yes. know, you know, you got you got David Njoku signed long term, which is the latest news. Uh-huh. Is, is is solid. Yeah, uh, you know, so you got to tighten these out, tight in the offensive line all set. Two mm-hmm. stud running backs in Chubb yep. and Hunt. Yeah, your quarterback, your de facto quarterback. Amari Cooper's your number one. Yeah, um, was it what it was was it Rashad Higgins and and um, damn, what other guy's name is escaping me right now? Uh, Peoples Jones. Yeah, Peoples Jones is your two and your three. So that that's your that's your base offense. 
Yes. Special base offense. And then they re-signed Jadavion Clowney this past Yes. Year. Yes. So they, that that go that lends to the the dual pass rushes you're going to have for the upcoming season with Miles Garrett and uh, Jadavion Clowney. So the whole idea of you know you focusing on Miles Garrett and not worrying about the other side is gone. So, um, you know, Jeremiah Orosu Kamaro was a, a year better this yeah. year. They knocked up Denzel Ward. They got Greedy Williams. Yep. <laughs> they got. I mean, Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles. Yeah, Jadavion Clowney now. Right. Yeah. So that defense, you know, is looking, you know, scary. Brand Delpit, who's who's yep. going to have a breakout year this year. That you no know, safety, you know, they they got in the stole. They stole Grand Delpit in the second round. I got to go back to that. They stole yes. the guy in yeah. the second round. Um, in last year's draft, not this year, but last year's draft. And um, so you know, he had a little bit of an injury bug last year, so he should be fully healthy. Right. Yeah, you know, so him leading the safety core along with Greedy Williams. Del Pitt and um they picked up the other kid. What's the other corner they picked up? I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head. But yeah, I mean, overall, the top to bottom of the team is, is loaded. Right. The team is loaded. But what, what, what's wild though is that everybody else in the division is loaded too. Like I would say that that they are uh up against it. And it all just depends on how much Deshaun plays early because it really just just because I think they got a bunch of division games right early on. Mm-hmm. So if if they if Deshaun doesn't play right away. That could have been the only reason why they don't truly, um, you know, make it as far as they potentially should be, you know. But I mean, just on paper, man, this team looks looks amazing, you yes. know. So yes. I, you know, and then you will say that a lot about Cleveland teams, but you know, and Cleveland's always been Cleveland. But do you think they have a better chance if Deshaun plays early? Do you think they got a better chance this year versus other years? Oh, without a doubt, if Deshaun mm-hmm. plays early, uh-huh. um, they're going to be. Uh, something Greg, cont- Newsom. Greg Newsom, that's it. They're going to be something to contend with, uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you are putting, um, arguably one of the top five quarterbacks at the time when he was playing mm-hmm. in the league and ascending, uh, on that team. And with that being the case, and we know how to quarterback position the one position where the football touches their hands offensively every time besides the center um you're putting him at the helm of the offense we saw what he did in dallas uh houston with limited weapons Mm -hmm. now you put him with a running game you put him you put him with a a number one wait wait a minute i think you're being generous by saying limited but go ahead though (laughs) well houston i mean houston Really, a dumpster fire, but okay. <laughs> I mean, especially his last year that he played. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, but when you put that type of player in a offense and you give him weapons like in Joku, you give him uh, Amari Cooper, right? I just saw a clip when he was, it was a total different clip of him throwing the deep ball than Tua, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And now you put that player in that position around those players and with that defense yes i'm starting a business to teach short people how to do math it's called how to help little people how to make the little things count okay right so that's my business that i'm starting i'm starting a business to teach short people how to do math because Njoku got paid. So it's teaching short people how to make the little things 
count because Njoku got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshaun Watson broke the absolute bank. Yeah. I'm talking about they backed all the Brinks trucks in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Up to uh, his house. Yeah, and dumped it all in. Oh, um, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, oh, oh, every, every C note they had just right there on Mm -hmm. his, in his front lawn, right? They, matter of fact, they built a a fire pit made out of money around his house, right? Landscaping money. Um, When you get Jadavion Clowney, who may not have high sack totals but if you look mm-hmm. at pressures oh, he affects the um, game he, he affects the game, game. Oh, yeah. and now you put him on the other side of one of the top the top pass rushers sack artist in miles garrett mm-hmm. um pairing them with a strong linebacker core and matter of fact just a great defense right mm-hmm. um it's going to be scary if if deshaun goes through this situation that he's involved in and he's let's say he doesn't play eight games. Okay. Jacoby Brissett is not a scrub. He's right? not. He's, he's not. not a scrub. He's a good he's a good gap quarterback. Right. Bridge. If, he's bridge yeah, he's a bridge quarterback. Yeah. If Deshaun doesn't play at all this season, the thing about Cleveland is they have a great running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And, and you know what? Their schedule is not that difficult. Their their schedule is not ranked at the top. I think they're on the back half of easiest schedule. It, it is. It's pretty. I mean, they got us week five, so Sean don't right. play. It's the baby. But right. that's a whole new conversation. Like yeah. Carolina, the Jets, the Steelers, when we don't wins. know who they're going to be, they're going to be solid defensively, but we don't know what the offense is going to look like or who the quarterback is going to be. So that's two wins. That's what I would say. Yeah, Atlanta. Uh, they got three us, wins. Five. They got the Patriots in at home. They got the Patriots. Okay. Then they got Baltimore in Baltimore. Okay. Cincinnati. Then a bye. Then they come off the bye with Miami. They got Buffalo and Tampa. That's a big. That's a that's a tough stretch. Right. Got Buffalo and Tampa. Then you come back with Houston. Then Cincinnati. Okay. Baltimore, New, New Orleans, Washington, and Pittsburgh. So that's not. They can they could make the playoffs. They with could. A quarterback. They could. Now they if you could. put Deshaun Watson again. I'm looking. Let's say just Jacoby Brissett. They're gonna. They're gonna. It's a little different. But right. you put uh, Watson there. Oh, that's, that's every a game. Game. They're in the game. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Every game they're in the game. So 100%. again, um, Cleveland has done some great things drafting. They made mm. this push to get Deshaun Watson. Um, Cleveland can make some noise uh uh in the division especially when you consider their running game nick chubb is one of the best that guy one of the best and you pair him with kareem hunt uh we saw what kareem hunt yeah Mm -hmm. you saw what kareem hunt did in kansas city um and now when you have deshaun watson there again deshaun watson is the x factor uh in this whole situation and so we we're gonna have to wait to see how this plays out but if you there's not a game they walk into that if they win, you're shocked with Deshaun Watson True. behind the center. True. All right. So yeah. So we're gonna watch out for uh for these boys because it's they definitely got a nice schedule. And again, if they are if they healthy and they completely uh whole and they have their quarterback, then they're definitely gonna be uh you know something to see. Like again, but the, the division isn't easy. The Ravens should be better, obviously. Um, Lamar's going into a contract year, so he should be balling out. 
the 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 Bengals are coming off a Super Bowl in which they got into the offseason and revamped that whole list whole line from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So you know they should be a year better. You know, you know the question mark to me is the Steelers, but if they get the, if they, they hit on Kenny Pickett uh, and he plays right away, um, you know, and he's formidable because he has weapons in that in that particular uh, building. You know, got receivers, got tight end, you got O line, you got a running back. Even this is stellar. They could be formidable too. So it's a wait and see. But I think that they they have Browns have good a chance to win the division. If you ask me, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Okay, I won't give them too much love because we could probably talk about them next week. We talk, we break down the AFC North. But um, let's get into the NFC East. Let's talk about them uh, as a, as a, as a division here. Uh, we're gonna get into uh, what uh, it looks like in that particular division: uh, the Giants, the Commanders, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So as we did last week, we broke down the AFC East. If you missed that, go back and check that out. Um, so what we do here is we go through uh, their roster, what they did in free agency, the draft, um, how we feel about their coaching staff, and what we feel like their over-under is going to be um, going forward. Um, we, do we feel like they're going to be over-under the predicted amount of wins that Vegas has for them for the particular season coming up? So mm-hmm. with that being said, let's start with the Giants. Um, I believe they finished last in the division last year. Um, yes. They made uh, some holistic changes. Um, from a coaching staff perspective, um, they're still running it back with Daniel Jones. He's mm-hmm. on his last year of his deal, so it's put up a shut up for him. Um, they had some high picks in the draft, obviously, um, because they didn't have a good season last year. So, uh, if you're interested, they didn't make a whole lot of noise. Um, but, um, they had a pretty solid core of people, um, you know, on their roster. It just, you right. know, they needed some O line help specifically. So, uh, they went out and got a tight end and, uh, and, and got because they lost Evan Ingram in free agency. So we don't got Ricky Seals Jones from the Commanders. Right. Uh, they got him. Um, they also got Matt Breida from uh the Dolphins, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, great to see the backup Saquon Barkley. So that's another nice little one-two punch speed-wise. Um, to have Matt Breida backing up Saquon Barkley. So in the draft, they they went out and they had two early first round picks. So they picked up uh Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, one of the uh elite pass rushers from Oregon. Right. Uh, early in the draft, their first pick, and then they turned around and got uh, their left tackle for the future in Evan Neal, uh, solid. Um, he was a top five player coming out, um, solid one, if not one of the best, if not the best, one of the best uh, tackles, left tackles in college sports. So um, they went on and got him in the early part of the first round. Uh, in the second round, they went out and got uh, uh, Wendell Robinson, a wide receiver, to add to the depth in that receiving core. And then they got uh, North Carolina's guard, Joss Izui-Dewey, Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina, um, good solid. Kudos to you on pronouncing that because hey. I wouldn't have touched it. Uh, yeah, I tried, I tried, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to use my vials, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, so he's a solid interior lineman from North Carolina that they picked up as well. So, right, and so, I think they did well for themselves. Um, they did end up letting James Bradbury go. Um, in in uh, uh, did they trade him or they let him they, they released them? They released them, yeah. Yeah, they released. I think they released him. He signed back with the Eagles. So yeah, so they ended up releasing James Bradbury. They couldn't find a trade partner for him. Um, but uh, so they did lose his corner. But uh, they did get better up front. Um, in adding Kayvon Thibodeau, and they solidified their O line. So Daniel Jones is is really put up a shut up from him in my perspective. But I do yeah. have the coaches that. So what do you think they they did in regards to these moves? And do you think there's any glaring holes going forward for the Giants going into the season? Uh, so what I th- they did, I think they bolstered themselves to still be number four in the division. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they're not going to be as far back okay. as they were, but they're so still going to be four. Five games, but maybe three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're still going to be number four looking across the board okay. at this division, right? 
Uh Um, They worked to solidify some things. I mean, they got Kavion Thibodeau, who uh, is still arguably, was arguably one of the top defensive ends. Uh, Maybe not number one in some people's eyes, but definitely number two. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm believing in him from listening to him talk. Okay. Uh, I think he is a player that's going to get it. He's going to figure it out. He's going to make some noise in the NFL. I don't think he's he's looking at being in New York and branding himself and more worried about what he can do off the field than on the field. I think he does understand that football is what makes him marketable and he's okay. going to show up. And from listening to the interviews, I think he's, you know, he's ready to play. Uh, Evan Neal, good pick. Uh, Wendell Robinson, even though he's a good, strong player, uh, in the Giants' offense with Daniel Jones, I don't know how much of a difference maker he's really going to be. Okay, um, Saquon Barkley, which Saquon do we get, right? Um, I do know he's coming off an ACL injury. He was still looking to recover. He didn't look like the pre-ACL Saquon, but now that he's had a season – a full season to go through. Um, I'm interested to see how he shows up. Um, so overall, I think they're they're better. I okay. just think now with everyone else in the division getting better, they really didn't do anything to catapult themselves um, anywhere else. But for Philly, we're going to get to Washington again and and Dallas. Every team in that division made themselves better as well. And so I don't even think being number four is is something negative. I just think when you look at the competition in that division, and I know some people call it NFL in the NFC least, right. when you look at what everybody else did, they didn't do anything in my eyes to catapult themselves uh, beyond four. But that's not a bad thing in that division. Right, it'd be kind of like what we said about the Jets. Like the Jets is such a it's such a com- a competitive division. Like finish the fourth might not be a knock. Right. Yeah, I right, get it. Right. Okay. So I mean, uh, I think they they solidified. They have uh, I think his name is um who's a young um who's a young receiver they got from Florida last year. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Right mm-hmm. now pairing him with Wendell Robinson. Um, Ricky Seal Jones is. You know, I, I can't say that he's any worse than Evan Ingram, even though Evan, Evan Ingram was a talent. Mm-hmm. He dropped a lot of passes at the tight end position, right? Okay. Ricky Seal Jones okay. may be an upgrade because he may not have the talent as far as athletic ability, mm-hmm. but he's consistent, right? And we saw what he did in Dallas. I mean, uh, Washington, when um, uh, Reed went down, and mm-hmm. Logan, Logan Thomas went down. Mm-hmm. Ricky Seal Jones stepped up and had at least when I looked at fantasy, he had some big games uh, as a tight end position. Right. And that's a comfort blanket for your quarterback. So Matt Breida is a good change of pace back. I mean, he's proven with San Francisco and mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, like you said, Miami, that he could be a field gap player. So they did improve. Just they didn't do anything to to bump up. So with uh you know with Brian Dayball as a coach over and under seven, I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> I'm not mad at you there. I really yeah. not. six um, and eleven is not bad. 
It's not. You know, it's not the division that you're in. It's but rough. six and eleven is not bad. It's it's right. It's a rough division. So yeah, yeah. I, like I said, the breeder pickup is good. I think like Ricky Seals Jones to replace Evan Ingram in a more of a reliable, not as explosive athleticism wise as 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 Evan Ingram was. But again, he was really explosive, but he was never consistent catching the football. But you know, that could be indicative of either the system, the blocking, the quarterback, anything, any amount of things for a uh, uh, dependent position. It could be anything reason why you aren't being productive, right? Right. I would say that, you know, it just really just depends on how well Seals Jones does this year versus whatever Ingram did, you know, and every Ingram also had an injury problem. He never could stay on the field. So that was a whole nother conversation. But, um, you know, he looks good on paper athletically, but again, he's not available. Right. You know, but I, I, and I also would lend to the idea when you talk about Saquon, I think that this could be, this really would tell the truth about whether Saquon is a legit NFL back because he has a O line for the first time since he's been a giant. Right, you know, he's hadn't had an O line since, uh, since he's been there. So him, him having a solid, a solid O line to work with all off season and getting ready for the season. If they stay healthy up uh, front and have the pieces that they have now, come the regular season, he could have a good a breakout year. True, uh, just depends on what how well they block for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I will argue, also argue that Ricky Seals Jones is a better blocker from a tight end perspective, an inline tight end, Facts. than than Ingram ever was. Facts. So that 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 could lend to the idea of them getting back to running the ball with Dayball being a new uh, head coach slash OC. Let's be real. Even though he's the head coach, he's going to be calling plays most likely. That's what mm-hmm. he did in Buffalo. That's what you're going to do in New York yep. so, with the Giants. So um, I would definitely say that uh, uh, I'm with you as well with the Kayvon Thibodeau signing. I think we talked about this pre-draft is that the best place for him to go would be a 34-style system, and that's, that's what the Giants run. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Aziz Ozalari last year, so he's one edge with the body style type of an outside edge, uh, the rusher. And same thing with Kayvon Thibodeau, they had the same type of body style, speed, you know, uh, uh, you know, really uh, quick off the edge, and you know, things like that, really get out the passer with their combination of speed rush moves. So, I think them two being booking rushers on top of having Dexter Lawrence in the middle, mm-hmm. along with Leonard Williams. Right, I think that that sub package is something to behold if you look at it on paper. Yes, like, I mean you rushing the passer on third down. You got Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams up the middle. Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari coming after you and on the edges. Mm. I would be concerned. True, <laughs> I, would be, true. I would be concerned. Um, I do think they could use a, a solid. They got Blake Martinez from the Packers, but I think they could use a good athletic cover linebacker. Um, because Tate Crowder um and Blake Martinez, they're they're pretty they're decent, but I think they could use upgrade there. But okay, of course, that big hole they left with McFadden, not McFadden, but um with Bladbury leaving um the the, the secondary room is okay. glaring hole. So they could use some depth there. But um, so they got Doyle Jackson, he's your number one. Xavier McKinney's back um at strong safety. Um, so they 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 they're decent, but I'm with you this. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Daniel Jones <laughs> as a quarterback. I mean, right. I think he's athletic, but Danny Dimes. <laughs> yeah, his, his decision making it leads me to pass. And again, that could let, you could give him a pass because he didn't have the protection. You can him. never trust a quarterback that breaks out on a run and falls and falls with nobody touching him. Listen, if you want to <laughs> find something that made me laugh, like gut busting laugh on the floor, laughing when right. I saw that. Oh man. Like I, whenever I, the turf monster catches you, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, you know the end is near. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> when I saw that Joker fall that, and nobody was around him, I mean, he was right. he was running like the castle chase. He was boogieing. Yeah, but and when nobody around him, he that that bama fell. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. So that that right there makes me wonder. But 
I mean, I think they could be they'll they'll be like the Lions were last year. They'll be a very okay. tough, but they might not win a whole lot of games. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, so I'm with you in taking an under as well in in that regard. I think they will go under seven, um, but I think seven is generous, you know, honestly, playing that division. But anything's possible, right? Anything's possible. But I do think they got the pieces. They're much better this year than they've been since Daniel Jones has been there. Yes, I would definitely into that. So, all right. So moving on, let's talk about uh, what's happening, Rob. I see you in the chat. Um, let's talk about the Commanders. Mm. So uh, the commanders got, I didn't, you know, damn it. I didn't add uh, the fact that they got a new quarterback. I didn't add that. I just totally whiffed on that part. Carson <laughs> Mush Carrots Wentz. Your favorite quarterback. <laughs> Tickles my fancy, oh Mush Carrots. Him and Aaron Rodgers are your, are your, are your one and two. Oh, man, love them. Yeah. Love them. So, uh, you know, the aforementioned Carson Wentz was a free agency ad. They got, they re-signed Bobby McCain in the corner. And they picked up Trey Turner, uh, a right guard, uh, formerly of the Panthers and Chargers, mm-hmm. um, pro, former Pro Bowl. Um, so they got uh, they said they got a, a nice pickup in the in the uh, free agency pool as far as upgrading the O line because Brandon Scherf went off to the Jaguars and got the bag. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had a gaping hole at right guard, so they picked up Trey Turner to fill that void. Right. Um, so they should be at least the same, if not better, off on the O line because um, uh, I think they because uh, they signed a couple of guys. Um, uh, last year they, they, they're working, they're developing. I'm gonna say it that right. way, right? Um, so hopefully the O line would be solid. So leaning to the draft, um, you know, we was also both going back and forth about how we felt like they were going to draft in the first round. Um, they did some jostling in the first round as far as uh, you know, trading around their first round pick, and then when they finally picked, they landed on Jahan Dotson, right? Did we did one of us get that right in that mock? I feel like one of us did get that. Get I think, that I think you did. Yeah, so they picked up Jahan Dawson as a receiver to go along with Curtis Samuels and Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very, very good um, playmaking receiver, for my opinion. Um, yeah, I think that uh, yeah, Trey Turner isn't up. He's not upgraded off Sheriff, but he's at least a stopgap, Rob. Rob right. I'm already, <laughs> already shitting on the fact that we talk about Trey Turner's being up. <laughs> well, it was better than they had once Drew Sheriff left. Right. Better than they had, but... Um, but yeah, so John Dawson won the first round. Uh, they got uh, now this is this is a good one. Uh, Fedarian Mathis, a uh, uh, run stopping D tackle. They got which kind of puzzled me that they got that a little bit, but I also kind of saw the the force the forethought in this right. pick because right. they, they may lose they may lose. I want to say uh, is it Deron Payne? Um, because uh, his contract is up. Right. So what one of the two you know they one of the two monsters in the middle. They, they already paid one, and the second one they may lose in free agency. They're probably looking right. at it like, I want to get a guy that can replace him in this in the event that he walks out the door because we can't pay everybody. He's so, um, so yeah, let me look at this real quick. Yeah, so they paid Jonathan Allen already, so I think Deron Payne's up next, and they might not be able to pay him. Um, because I think him and Montez sort of coming up on, on their uh contracts, so so they picked up uh for Darian Mathis, and then they got Sam Howell, late um, quarterback. Um, for uh, what did he, he play for North Carolina? Yeah, he played for North Carolina. Yeah, so if he comes out his if he comes out last year, he's top, he's first round pick. Who? Because Sam Howell. No, 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 no. You missing? You totally skipped over the draft class. I think I think he I, I think if he comes out in that draft class, uh-huh. because of the season that he had, 
he goes oh, higher. Oh, I get it. I get it. Then this the, season yeah, this year was worse. Yeah. Than the season before yeah. that, so he got drafted higher. I get it. Yeah. Now, yeah. 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 I was going to say the draft class was loaded quarterback wise last year. Yeah. Trey yeah. Lance, Trevor Lawrence, uh, yeah. Matt Jones. Just but he would have caught that. He would have caught that uh, momentum yeah. and wave yeah. of that draft class, especially ah. with the season that ah. he had. He'd have been looked at more favorable than coming back and right. then North Carolina struggling the way they did. Right. Um, and what happened. But he, to me in this draft, mm -hmm. slide him to the right, right? Because he does nothing for Washington one way or the other right now. Unless he comes in, lights out, mm -hmm. you know, jumps Tyler, Henneke, and Carson Wentz, he's mm -hmm. kind of – he's in a good place because he has two to three years to kind of just be that guy and figure it okay. out. Okay. Um, any player named Fedarian. You have two options. Okay. Either you're a dog uh -huh. or you're a bust. Wow. Plus, with a name like Fedarian, uh -huh. you got two ways to go, sir. Up or down. Up or down. It's, okay. it's no gray area. You, you're you not going to be a, a middle tier like, ah, oh, he's good, but he's not great. Either right. you're great uh -huh. or we're going to forget about you ever making it into the NFL, and you're going to be he's a an CPA. Alabama product, though. He's an Alabama he is. product. Yeah. He is. I looked that up. He's an Alabama product. So clearly, mm -hmm. with the name Fedarian, we, I can attest, he's definitely from the South. Oh, absolutely. You don't, you don't see that name above the Mason-Dixon line no. at all, right? <laughs> Fedarian, I don't know what his parent or his mother was. They was whatever. But John Hahn Dobson. Now, John Hahn Dobson, I will say this. Um, Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, mm -hmm. dog. Yeah. You 100%. know, proved himself. He's he's one of the top mm -hmm. receivers. Campbell was not healthy Campbell? last year. I mean, not Campbell. Um, Paris, Paris. No, wait. Who's Curtis, Samuel? Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. Yeah. He wasn't healthy, okay. right? To me, now this is to me, Curtis Samuel is a Debo Samuel. Ooh. type of player okay yes when you look at how he played before mm -hmm. coming to washington and what mm -hmm. they used him i think curtis samuel was looked at as that type of multifaceted, um swiss army knife type of player but he wasn't healthy last year at True. all mm -hmm. now when you look at speed these are both four three legitimate easy, 40 easy, guys easy, easy. now yeah. you look at you putting Jahan Dotson in this mm -hmm. role and we clearly know um one state away looking at him playing at Penn State Jahan mm -hmm. Dotson is that type of player right this mm -hmm. wide receiver class was loaded so oh, yeah. getting him in there and you can move him in my opinion <clears throat> you know where Terry McLaurin is going to play uh -huh. but now having having Samuel and Dotson and being able to put one in the slot or the one on the outside. And as Robert said, he had the best hands in the draft. Again, um, again you have three wise that you can go with and Dotson's going to figure it out. Right. And that's a great speed. Cause the Hudson's a four, four guy. That's a, that's a great, great three wide receivers that's right now. It's a good problem. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good problem to have. So I'm interested to see how this offense comes along. Um, but out of the draft, to me, they only really uh, – if we was playing spades, it's one and a possible. 
right now. <laughs> okay, okay. It's one in the possible because we really don't know, even though Fidarian Mathis um, is a Alabama prospect, uh-huh. defensive lineman. Um, again, I he, they just love Alabama players because they, they love. I thought I, I really thought Baltimore was the lovers of Alabama uh, yeah. players, yeah. but now they got Jonathan Allen, Alabama Payne, prospect, Payne, yep. Payne Alabama Payne. prospect, Mathis. Mathis, Alabama prospect. You still got Chase Young coming back after a knee injury. You uh-huh. still got Cortez Sweat coming, you know, coming Mont- back. Mont- Montez, Montez Sweat. Oh, come on, Montez Sweat. And yeah. don't they have the young man that you really loved at linebacker? Oh, yeah, Jamin Davis. Yeah. yeah. Jamin yeah. Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. Over and under, um, seven and a half games, I believe so. We've seen what they did with Tyler Heineke mm-hmm. and – with Carson Wentz, I think they win seven and a half. I think they win eight games. Okay. I think that, that would make them, what, eight and eight, nine. eight, and, eight and nine? Yes. Eight and nine. Yeah. I would give that to them. Okay. All right. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I don't think – I mean, outside of the development of the O-line, I don't see a lot of uh, holes because they, they drafted a slot receiver because I felt like slot receiver was a hole on offense. But right um, that, and they got like a, a, a embarrassment of riches at running back because they got – Gibson, McKissick, they drafted Brad. This is this is weird too. Brian Robinson Jr. from Alabama. He's running back from Alabama. They drafted in the third round. Um, and they got Jared Patterson, is the who's the, who's now the fourth running back um the, on the on the roster. So they got embarrassment issues at running back. The low line is the only question with how well they develop and how well they block. True. Um, but True. um but yeah, so they got decent tackles. They got Trey Turner, who Rob doesn't like, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll give him a shot. We'll give him a, right. we'll give him a chance. We'll give him a puncher's chance, but Outside of that, you know, I think they'll have a lot of holes. I think if if, if Carson Wilson can just be good, I think they can win. I wish I think they can win eight games. Yes, you know, especially yes. I mean, yes. I think they'll beat the Giants twice. I think they can beat the Cowboys at, at this juncture. You know, the only reason, only team that really will give them some go, in my opinion, is the team we're going to talk about next or last is the Eagles. So yeah, I would definitely say the same thing. I mean, the coaching staff is the same. So everybody that was in the house is the same coaching staff. They don't got to worry about changing coordinators or this, that, and the third. Everybody should come back healthy. So yeah, I, I think that they can do eight nine, eight nine, nine and eight. Yeah, I'm with you, Rob. They can do either one. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I'm I'm right there. I think the commanders can definitely be uh take a step in the right direction and maybe sneaky uh wild card, low wild card team. You know, it just depends because I'm not yeah. how. I'm not howling the Cowboys at all. Like the Eagles and the Commanders are the only two teams I think that are going to do anything this particular season. I'm not howling the Giants or the Cowboys right now. So true. Yeah. So um, but so yeah, speaking of the Cowboys, let's talk about them next. They had a they had a wild offseason, <laughs> to say the least. And they, yeah. they lost way more than they gained, right? So in free agency, this is interesting. I, this is a little sneaky thing they kind of snuck in the back door, nobody paid attention to. They picked up James Washington, the wide receiver from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh never really used. When right. they had the drafting them, uh, you know, mid round um, four years ago, so they got him in the building uh, after losing Amari Cooper by trade, and they lost Cedric Wilson in uh, free agency. Um, so they also also lost Randy Gregory, but they replaced Randy Gregory with Dante Fowler Jr. from True. the Falcons, um, and they got Jaron Curse safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- I think Jaron played with who the, t- the Titans last year. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. So they got a got a uh, legit safety. Um, in the secondary, um, still missing a secondary corner. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't addressed that, but um, in the draft was kind of wild too because they got they 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 dawsled around in the first round, didn't know who they want to pick, and then they got to their pick. 
Oh, they also lost Leo Collins. Let's not let's not let's not let that walk. Let's not let them leave the the purview of everybody. That they lost Leo Collins, their right tackle. Right. So, and of course, you got an older Zach Martin and the older Tyron Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, Connor Williams is gone. They're, they're left guard and Leo Collins. So they got two gaping holes in line. So what do they do? They go out and draft the lineman, right? But they draft the most penalized lineman in the whole college football ranks in Tyler Smith last year. Right. Uh, fill that right tackle void um, for the Cowboys. So good luck with that. Um, and nothing else noteworthy from a draft perspective, from my perspective, when they got Damon Clark from LSU, the linebacker. Now, right. the about Damon Clark is that he's not going to play this year. Like his injury that he sustained is going to keep him out a year. He's going to make a full recovery according to the doctors, but you know, that might be their best pick, but he's, you're going to see him in 2023. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see him in 2022. Mm-hmm. So ugly draft, low rated. They lost way more than they gained in free agency and the roster's different. So they have the same coaching staff, but mm-hmm. over under on them is 10 and a half. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. That's under not at all. Not at all. You're for me all day. So what do you think the, what do you think the Cowboys land in regards to this season? Like, do you think they stay the same, take a step back, go forward? What do you think? I don't think the Cowboys win more than nine games. That's generous to me. That's yeah. generous to me. I don't know. I don't know if nine is, is it either. When you look at everything that has been lost, right? Mm-hmm. CD Lamb, I get it. Uh-huh. Right. He 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 but does Lamb Amari Cooper, though. I think CD Lamb benefited from having Amari Cooper. It's oh. not gonna be the oh. same. Oh, this is the Juju Smith Schuster, Antonio Brown situation. 100 percent It's not yeah. gonna be the same with Mac Michael Gallup coming back off. ACL. ACL. Yep. You don't have Cedric Wilson anymore. Nope. You mm-hmm. don't have Amari Cooper anymore. So really, CD is the primary focus, right? I know they have a strong tight end, and right. that's cool, uh-huh. right? But you don't have a you don't have what you had last year. You had Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Cedric Wilson, and even Michael Gallup yep. for a good part of the season. And mm-hmm. then when Michael Gallup went went out with his injury you had cedric wilson so um it allowed cd to be able to not demand the primary focus and attention as a receiver now michael again michael gallup is coming back but he's coming back off injury you don't have cd i mean you don't have cedric you don't have amari cooper you're going to have a who and what coming up as your receiver, right? right? They got the, they, they, like you said, they picked, they drafted one of the most penalized uh, linemen um, in the draft. And that's a character thing, right? You don't, mm-hmm. that's not a technique thing. That yeah. is a, who the person is. Yeah. Now, hopefully with coaching, you can clean some of that up. But mm-hmm. when you're a penalized lineman, that is telling right in college and now coming into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um and so 10, of, 10 and a half games, like you said, is very generous. I don't see it. And I agree with Rob. They're going to take a step back. So I give them max nine games um, with everything, with 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 looking at their roster, who mm-hmm. they lost, who they brought back. And again, this is a uh, New York Giants situation. Philly got tremendously better. Oh, yeah, 100%. Washington is steady. Yes. 
So out of those two teams right there, now you're saying that you're going to win 11 games with let's get outside of the division. You still got New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You still have Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. You still have Green Bay, right? Yeah, let's take a candidate schedule since we talk about it. They lead off the they lead off the season with Tampa Bay. That's a loss in my oh and one. Yeah, then they got this the Super Bowl runner ups in Cincinnati at home. Oh and two. Okay, then they get the Giants at at, at New York. Number Let, three. Let's get be generous. One and two. Okay, so they got the Commanders week four. One and three. It was a, they get the Rams at L.A. One and four. Oh, they get the Philly at Philly. One and five. Okay, then they get two games. You got Detroit and Chicago. Three and five. Okay. Then they got a bye week. Three and six. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only team that loses on their bye week. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so they're three and five. Let's go. Okay, they're three and five. You got to go to Glambo. Three and six. Then you got to go to Minnesota right behind that. Three and seven. Then they come back home to New York. Four and, Giants, Giants. four and seven. They got it. Then they get the Colts. Four and eight. And they get the Texans and the Jaguars back to back. Six and eight. Okay. Then they got Philly at home. Six and nine. Then they got the Titans at at Tennessee. Six and ten. Then they got the Commanders at at, at, at Washington on the last game of the year. Six and eleven. Damn. Okay, there it is. <laughs> we just predicted the whole. <laughs> there it is. Not counting playing themselves in a bye week and possibly losing that. Losing one. that one too, right? <laughs> injury on, on a bye week, you should be resting. Right. How you yeah. get fired on your day off? There you go. <laughs> okay, we're taking the under. Yeah, we're taking the under. So let's get to the cream of the crop, man. Yep. Right, let's get to the cream of the crop. Let's talk about these Eagles. Oh, so, podcast over. Yeah, my drop the mic. There it is. Yes. So the Eagles did themselves uh, uh, a solid in free agency and in the draft. And they didn't Hell yeah. think about the draft. They didn't have a lot of picks, but they hit on every one of them. Every one of them. So they snuck James Bradbury in the door off off a uh, free agency deal, uh, picking him up off a uh, off the off the clean street. Like he was just walking around, <laughs> walking around in Philly aimlessly. You know, like hey, you right. want to play the Eagles? Looking looking for an NFL team. Right. So he decided to land in Philly. They picked up a Sean Reddick, uh, uh, edge rusher, mm-hmm. um, to uh, to uh, to add to this pass rush that's already formidable with uh, Fletcher Cox and uh, and what's my other boy's name? Uh, Fletcher Cox and um, oh, forgive me, his name. That's what I need Coach Benson for. But uh, what's the boy's name? I'll think about it in a minute. But yeah, so they got uh, they got Bradbury, mm-hmm. they got um. They got Hashan Reddick. They got Kaiser White from the Chargers, which hurts me and Rob's heart. I know he's gonna he gonna say it before I, I will say it for him. Kaiser White, the linebacker from the Chargers, they got him in free agency. And then he snuck Zach Pascal in the door, wide receiver. Um That's a sneaky pick. That is a sneaky pick. So um, and I, I left off the obvious trade that they traded for AJ Brown. So they got, mm. they, they got Jay, Zach Pascal and AJ Brown. Uh, uh, afraid to see to go along with Devontae Smith, and he still got Nelson Aguilar. You know, a lot of people don't don't uh necessarily care for Nelson Aguilar. Was it Nelson Aguilar or Jalen Ra- Jalen Rager? Excuse me, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. So they got, got Jalen Rager. So they got a nice formidable receiving core. Mm-hmm. Then they move over to into the draft. That they uh they picked up Jordan Davis in the first round. Big, you know, behemoth of a run stopping uh guy that's going to clog up the middle. So yep. 
um, Fletcher Cox, and damn it, what's the other guy? They got name? Derek Barnett, Brandon, uh, Brandon Hargrave, and Brandon, Brandon Grant. Now, listen, sneakily, you may not think about this, but I mean, you may not, people may not be paying attention. Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox on the left side were formidable, uh -huh. and Derek Barnett is no slouch. slouch. No, he's not at he's all. Not. And Hargrave had a breakout season for them last year. Yes, and you still and and if you look at the linebacker situation, you got Hassan Reddick backing them up. Who Hassan Reddick, I believe, was in Arizona uh, first, then with and, Carolina, and yeah. then with Carolina, right? Yep. And now mm -hmm. you add in Jordan Davis to this. Come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, and and the person we haven't even named yet, and the Kobe Dean, they picked up in the third round. Hot damn. Yeah, so the Kobe Dean roaming the middle. So with these with these behemoths up front, like the, he is the, he's the camper. I mean, he's, he's going to be clean. clean. Stay clean all day. Yeah, he's gonna stay crisp, clean all day. crisp, crisp jersey. Yeah, the jersey is going to be green. It's going to be it's going to be Kelly green when he got to the field. It's going to be <laughs> Kelly green when he leaves. Yes, yes, indeed. So yes. and and they, and they helped their old line situation out um, by drafting Cam Jurgens in the second round. So. Yep. They hit a home run for me for both areas. And like mm -hmm. I said, that Bradbury pickup was sneaky. Like, I think they did well for themselves before they got Bradbury. The Bradbury deal to put it over the top. Yes. They put it over the top for me. So, yeah, I think, you know, because we all question whether or not uh, uh, Nick Sirianni could coach. You know, mm -hmm. he, coached team, he coached a team minus these guys to a playoff berth right. last year. So, it's it to me right there tells me that, that, that Jalen Hurst should take a step and this offense should be better with more mm -hmm. receivers. They got better help out from up front. Everybody's healthy. And the defense is better. Ten times better. Because you got times. Bradbury lined up on one side. Then you got <laughs> then you got uh Darius Slate Jr. on the other side. Mm -hmm. So good luck throwing on the on the boundaries of this defense. Yes. Good luck with that. Um again, Kyle White <laughs> underrated because Kyle White too, and Rob knows this. Kyle White is a is converted safety to linebacker. Right. He's a good cover linebacker. Uh-huh. So you got between Kaiser White and the Kobe Dean Roman the sub package. Yeah, I, I would be I would be concerned if I'm an NFC East if I'm just if I'm thinking about it. That's just me. Yes, that's just me. So yeah, I, I think for sure, man, with the same regime, no coaching staff changes as well. You got a, you, you got people that are two years into the system at least. There's, mm -hmm. there's incumbents and the new guys getting them up to speed. Yeah, I think that with over under being eight and a half, I'm going over. Ah, shit, you can you can you can put two on that. Yes. Hey, bartender, yeah. drop two over here. Yeah, two of those. We need two of those right there. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I think that they're, I think they win a division, to be real. I yes. think right in here right now on paper, they should win the division. Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely looking for them to make uh, a, a great leap and be for, uh, a, a, a force and formidable uh, contender. Without you know, a doubt. Because you think about it, the, the Packers got concerns, and everybody else in that division is kind of suspect. Mm -hmm. Buccaneers are there, and the Rams are there. Everybody else is kind of questionable in the NFC. Yeah, so, so the door is open. Wide so, open. And they definitely, uh, over and under eight and a half, I mm -hmm. definitely put them at 10, no less. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah, well, I'm right with you, Rob. Now, I'm not, I have no love. Well, Washington did just a whole other conversation. Like, the way the organization being ran right now, I haven't, and we live in that area. That's what makes yeah. it so bad. We yeah. live in that area. So it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough to even, you know, speak their name. Right. And Dallas, of course, they just they're just classic underachievers. So mm -hmm. we we just give them their underachieving due and call it a day. But yeah, right. I think we all agree that the Eagles should win this division for sure, man. Yes. Definitely for sure. So yeah. So I mean, any last words in regards to the division? 
No, I think Dallas is, I mean, not Dallas. I think Philadelphia is a clear cut on paper, especially mm-hmm. um, cream of the crop. They, yeah. like you said, they hit on every pick mm-hmm. and then who they have coming back and then picking up AJ Brown. Listen, man, on paper, mm-hmm. Philly should, without a doubt, run away with this division. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely should. Like I said, um, all things being equal, nobody has any major injuries. They're, they're the cream of the crop. And like I said, the commanders should come in second. I got – it's a toss-up. I guess Dallas finishes third and Giants finishes yep. fourth, but it's, it's close. Yep. yep. Close. It's definitely close. So, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, Yeah, so uh, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it, that's it. Uh, for this week. But, um, but yeah, so we're going to get into the AFC North next week. We're going to talk hard and heavy about the Bengals and Ravens and the Steelers and the and the um, who the hell am I missing? Browns, Browns, and the Browns. So yeah, so yeah, we'll get into that next week as well. And um, you know, as wish everybody a happy Memorial Day and all that good stuff. And uh, yep. we'll be back next week. Podcast on Tuesday as always, and uh, Wild Wild West podcast on Wednesday. Richie Richie dropped in real quick. Richie right? Rich. So uh, so yeah, we will get to that. And of course, we'll be back next Saturday nine. Yes, at the time as always. So for Coach Devens, that's Coach Kurt. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down.